0: Fun show we have oh, today. Oh man, yeah. Wow. What a fun show. So deep. We're yeah. We're, we're I mean, Today we're rolling in the deep. Oh, we did, yeah. Yeah. We cover uh we get the truck month. We have Julian Baker on the show today. Yes. Um, longtime friend uh, of Walrus and um, and of Philip and uh, of, of of me. And I guess there's not really a better way to say that. Long-time, longtime friend long-time, of ours. I guess normal people would say <laughs> longtime friend of ours. And then that would be the sentence. But I chose the long way around uh, to get home. I, I took the back roads on that thought. Um, but that's okay because it's a podcast and you're signing up. You click play, mm-hmm. so stay. That's good.
1: Thank that's you. So I did, so it yeah. just came out. It kind of came out. You click play.
0: Yeah, this is our six hundredth podcast. Six hundred,
1: so. yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, we're getting pretty, Time flies. Getting, knocking them out. Man. Knocking them out. I thought that was money. We're Just getting money. No, we're not making. <laughs> not making any money. Zero. Uh, right now. Unless you want to send us some, you can cash at me at. Uh, I don't even know what my cash tag is.
1: You. See, I'll just tell them everybody your email address.
0: You can just. If you do, <laughs> you will die
1: uh here's the last four digits <laughs> yeah, of we
0: cover a lot of stuff today we we do we get um we kind of cover tour life um tour life from uh from julian and julian's a very down-to-earth uh practical um and i mean this in a kind way but very normal person and so mm-hmm. uh it's really refreshing to talk with her um about tour life writing music um kind of the the We kind of talked about the creative process, but not really. I mean, we just kind of really just talked about life. Yeah. Um, Side hustles, truck month. Uh, we, you know, off the podcast and suicide. It's not on the podcast, but after we hung up and after we stopped recording, we got really into uh, talking about grilling, and yeah, and that was a really exciting conversation. That unfortunately isn't going to be featured today, <laughs> but uh, but we get to a lot of other stuff. Uh, we get to dolphins a little bit. We did, yeah. Um, and chimpanzees and chimpanzees, and I'm still really trying to wrap my brain around the dolphin conversation, um, but. About, without further ado, before we get into that, um, band names,
1: B-b-b-b-b- band names,
0: band names. Wow, that was deep. I felt that was that in the bass. Felt that in my. Is that man? If you're driving and you've got turbo base turned on on the cars, just um, rewind. I'm really sorry. Which I hate. Like I hate cars that have the turbo base.
1: Is that
0: that what it's called? Turbo bass? You know, it's like turbo. Like every time I feel like I get into a rental car or something like that, it's like turbo bass engaged. It's like, listen, we recorded the music, we mixed it, we mastered it. We don't need turbo bass unless the mastering engineer prefers us to be listening to it with turbo bass. They they (laughs) will include it for us. We don't need added bass. So I'm always like, first thing I do when I get into a rental car is like, I go to the <laughs> EQ section and i start like messing the EQ bands. Cause I don't want to hear anything with this. Like, you Dude, know, I'm a turbo, turbo. bass I wanna guy. Hear like I want to hear pristine audio. I want to hear it the way that it was supposed to come out. Um, but band names, uh, these are, these are fake band names. These are non-existent bands, but hopefully someday they will be real bands. We own the trademarks to these band names. And if you use them, we'll come at you with a fleet of suits. Uh, unless you email DTO at com and ask to use it, then it's yours for free for life. And you might even get a free shirt. Oh man. That's, Listen, if somebody yeah. names their band after one of these band names on the podcast, and and if your album gets uploaded to Spotify, we will send you a free guitar pedal. Oh wow! There you go. I just said it. Damn! I, I just said. We sense.
1: have to make sure that we don't say any band names that already exist. <laughs> no. Like really my band no. name today is Coldplay. Oh <laughs> dude! Someone's getting a free pedal. Uh, Coldplay. I like uh, no. it.
0: All right, for real. What's your band name?
1: All right, here we go. I'm looking at a list. Today,
0: we have Father Figure. <laughs>
1: It's a good one.
0: Listen, it's, I already know what they sound like. Let's hear it. Father figure is I wait. Like lo fi Oh. Is okay.
2: Yeah, like, I like this. Like
0: yeah. lo fi uh female vocal driven band. Uh like folk, like post folk kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like a yeah. like a Lizzie McAlpine kind of thing.
1: Just tossing out a name nobody knows. That, nope.
0: Everybody knows? Yeah. Yeah, Lizzie McAlpine. Here's the deal. Some people do, and I know that some people don't. So, they were both right. (laughs) All right. Tell me who Father Figure actually is.
1: Uh, Well, they're an indie rock band. Yeah. I mean, it's like the most indie rock name. That's why I assumed you were for sure going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. and I haven't come up with, uh, they haven't decided where they're from. They're from all over and they haven't decided on
0: uh, they're like a, where their roots are. So, yeah. They're like a, it's Man. like that band memes meme with like, hey, let's start a band. And it's it's everybody on their phones, but they're all like in different parts of the United States. <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one guy's in Seattle, <laughs> somebody's in Atlanta. Like, that's it. There's a bunch of dads okay. all around. Oh, yeah. It, father It's, it's yeah. fathers. Mm hmm. Yeah. A band of fathers. Band of fathers. Band of fathers they is a band name right there. They're
1: not going out on tour anytime soon either. They're, they
0: don't tour. They're busy. Yeah. They're just an albums band. Yeah. That's like my dream is to oh, just that is my dream. do albums. Do you tour? No, I, I really don't. <laughs> I just, I take care of I play of two shows a year. Yeah, I've got kids and we do sports and I mow my lawn and that's it. Like um,
1: happily mow your lawn? Uh, who are they on tour with?
0: <laughs> Whose father are oh, going on God. tour with? Great grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> just thinking You just made you just said that because we <laughs> talked about great grandpa on the podcast today. Yeah, oh we talked about great grandpa. I'm,
1: I'm joking.
0: No. Oh my gosh.
1: That is why. But also father figure and great grandpa, I mean just
0: It's ridiculous. This makes sense. Somebody's texting me.
1: They I just said they're not on tour
0: earlier. They're not on tour.
1: No, because they're a bunch of dads they're... and they Yeah.
0: But is that like, that's the intentional, like we don't tour, we're anti tour? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, My band name is. (laughs) Drumroll, please. Please. Soiled Memory Parade. I like that all your band names are three words. They're not all three words.
1: (laughs) Soiled Memory Parade. Soiled
0: Memory Parade. So Soiled Memory Parade. And this, I I always want to give myself props uh, (laughs) for several episodes of waiting to get into, uh, it's, I think emo bands are really easy to name. Uh, but I haven't, I don't think I've done an emo band yet. And so this is for sure. Soiled memory parade is emo. Like to just, you know, little scream, little mo. There's three mo. Little, like, like you know how like, like dual vocals, like they've had the screaming guy and then they have the vocalist. Yeah. Take him back Sunday. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and then, uh, their debut album is "Counting on Ghosts."
1: I, counting on all ghosts. of your band names and album names require a meaning, like, and they don't have them.
0: So why are we? Why are we counting on? You ghosts? don't have to. That's part of. Listen, that is art. <laughs> art says something, and it. Art doesn't explain itself. Like what good art explains it? Because what makes art good is that we spend time talking about it. And if you had to explain art, then it wouldn't be fun. So that's, that's a, that's a album name is like, you don't get to know why the album's name is counting on ghosts. <laughs> you get to listen to the songs and then you're going to get to realize a theory on why it's called counting on ghosts. You know, you get to.
1: That's real art, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and they're on tour with AFI. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they just got on, oh, they got on man. the bill and, and they wanted. They, to, did they pay to be on the bill or did they, they're like. Yeah, passed. I don't know the I don't know the details of the contract. Oh, okay. I really don't. I emailed them and all that stuff, and they didn't reply. Dude. You know why they didn't reply? Because they're artists. Because they're not real. Oh! Uh, without further ado, why don't we bring Julian on? Here we go. Here we go. Julian, uh, thanks for being on our show today. Um, of course, thanks we, for having me. It, hey, you know what? Let's spend some time just saying you're welcome. You know, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking welcome. Yeah, you know what? You're
3: welcome for this. You're welcome for all that free shit.
0: Why, not, why don't you? Why don't you just spend a couple minutes talking about how great we are? I'm just kidding. I would say two. Um, the, two yeah, minutes two minutes. Let's we'll Spend yeah. two minutes on that. Yeah. yeah. Just so is pretty he, much. Probably everybody knows kind of what you do and who you are and what um, what your art is all about um, because they clicked on the podcast and the listening. But there's probably some people that clicked on it because Philip's face is on the the thumbnail and Philip has a very clickable face. Um, okay. And, and, <laughs> all right. And so, you do. You're a very <laughs> good you. looking guy. Thanks. Uh, uh, it's
3: clickable. I was just thinking about, I wonder, I haven't seen, but if y'all do the, like, the, Sadly, the algorithm recognizes
2: all the like YouTube you thumbnail seen-
3: faces of guys being like.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. We need to do that. I if
2: we-
1: <laughs> yeah, at the end of this, is this can you walk good? outside and then take a take yeah. a picture of yourself just going,
0: <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> and then send it? Oh man, that is <laughs> that, that's a whole SNL skit channel of like the. The, the clips, like the the thumbnails, the thumbnail clips for YouTube videos. Yes. I, I
1: think we should have a little segment where we just ask an absolutely ridiculous question and yeah. just use it as clickbait. And then have like Julian be like, yeah, I you know, here's my
0: thoughts on that. Like, and then it cuts. What's the hottest thing you've ever eaten?
3: I ate a pepper. I feel like... I- I do, there's like more than one story of somebody being like, "I'll give you twenty bucks for this," and I'm just like, "No question." I have zero spice tolerance, though. Yeah. I was gonna say that's such a boy question to ask, though. The like <laughs> hot ones.
0: It's the it's going on <laughs> the, the thumbnail. List. It's going on thumbnail. No, this is the As thumbnail. More, Listen to Julie and retell the tale of quest. eating a ghost pepper, the hottest pepper.
1: <laughs>
3: oh at, my gosh! At
0: tennis camp.
3: Dudes who like having a lot of hot sauces is their personality. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is like a it is a thing you know? we have one of th- <laughs>
1: do we have one of those people at work we here? have a guy with a box full of hot sauces in his office
0: oh Wes Ryan oh Ryan sorry Ryan yeah, no, I love right. you yeah, we just did. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna give people up on the podcast I'm not being secret about, <laughs> oh my uh,
3: god yeah I know y'all are like coming for no uh, totally our, Ryan. My, my great friend who is in like the Starkiller's Enforcer and, and plays live with me now Matt is a little bit like that like just collecting hot sauces yeah. I guess I do that with coffee though. It's just fun to have, or like people, people do it with like beer culture. Or people do it with gear. So can, it's like, if hot sauce is your thing, man, go for it.
1: Can you have him text me or email me his favorite hot <laughs> sauces? Because I love hot sauces, but oh my God. I mean, He's I don't fair. collect them. I love Fuzzy's hot sauce.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's okay for Ryan to have a lot of hot sauce because he does have a side hustle of like, of cooking and That's like true. smoking meat this guy sold i think he cooked and sold like 16 turkeys over thanksgiving for people yeah for like 100 bucks oh my a pop, gosh you know so he's
3: just like a yeah. bespoke turkey maker
0: yeah like, guess, he doesn't have
3: a restaurant he yeah. just makes turkeys like a la carte he's for just
0: no he has an instagram account um do you have a side oh hustle gosh. do musicians have side hustles do you have a side hustle
3: i do have a side hustle
0: what is your side I hustle have
3: My side hustle is I clean, clean office buildings.
0: Do you really?
1: Yeah. She's lying. It's
3: just, it's like, no. I believe you 100%. There's a, there's like a friend of the, um, I was going to say like a friend of the family, but like a friend of the chosen family. Yeah. Like our, like the group of people that I hang out with in Nashville that like has a cleaning business. And sometimes I'm just like idle hands. Great. This is something I'm going to go do and make like.
0: Make some you know? Skrilla. That's awesome. That's a Yeah, great make ad. some
3: Skrilla. Dude, dude.
0: I, I, do, is it common for musicians to have side hustles? Is that a thing?
3: I think so. I, I mean, now I'm thinking about the context of like the motivation for having side hustles. I want to have a side hustle long term. That's like something you need a master's degree for. But I also like, I don't know. I like the idea of having, like, just, like, picking up, like, picking up ships at a restaurant or something is, like, just uh, valuable to me as, like, re-situating yourself into a context with the people that are, like, doing labor and exchanging goods and services, like, in the three-mile radius of where you live. Because I think on tour, it's really easy to, like, disconnect from your immediate community.
0: Yes. Why is that easy to disconnect from your immediate community? And do you you say it like it's a a not healthy thing? We break that down. (laughs) She's saying it's, it's not. Yeah.
3: Why shouldn't you never talk to, I don't know. I like, I think it is grounding to engage with folks that are living outside of like the pod that you create for yourself, Yeah. touring and recording and like, the same 10 people that you're living this very abnormal lifestyle with all the time you know because it is like a very abnormal lifestyle and it's i feel like it's easy for me sometimes to form relationships that are like either transient because i am accustomed to transients just because i'm like traveling a lot uh they're either transient or they're like relegated to a context or a space and i don't spend time knowing people long and in depth and yeah. not just like within the context of their city or like yeah. the work that we do together.
0: Uh-huh. Um, but more. I don't know. This
3: is boring. No, 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 no. no. This, is this is great. This is, I love
0: this. No, it. this is what the podcast is about. So you're saying it's difficult to maybe connect with people who, who may just f- to, to put it, you have a lot of, uh, you have a lot of really good um, uh, graduate, um, degree vocabulary, but um, do you, do <laughs> you're you write, on your
1: way to the master's. Yeah, right see, like you've yeah. got <laughs> that vocab
0: down, which is really good, which means you're well read. Um, uh-huh. But you, you say it's difficult to maybe be around for a long period of time for maybe for people who find their identity with, uh, with maybe who they are when they're on the road or something like that.
3: Yeah, definitely. Or like people who share, like, I'm interacting with only people who share my experience in touring and stuff. And it's nice to engage in a different type of work where like I have a different type of value
2: yeah.
3: and I have, I have a different type of like significance within the relationship, like in the relationship dynamic. Uh Uh, I don't know. It's (laughs) just, it's nice to get out. I guess I could have just like, not used fifty sentences to say that, and have just said it's nice sometimes to remove myself from the context of like being a musician where my identity is collapsed with performance. Yeah. To where like my labor is not, I like wrapped up in my identity.
0: Yeah, and probably the um, people that you're that you're working with or interacting with haven't listened to your music. They don't really know who you are. Does that happen sometimes? No,
3: but they know they know that <laughs> I like are you do music, and and then they like look me okay. up on Instagram, they're like, oh you're like verified. You get like people listen <laughs> to you. And I'm like, yeah. Like and it's nice just to like not n- symbolize anything.
0: Yeah. When, um, uh, when you go on tour yeah. um, and you're on the road, do you enjoy because I mean you're you know your name is on the bill. Uh, do you enjoy kind of being the the fixed point of reference for all the goings on? So like all the decision making and and kind of the creative direction and and you know the the format for the evening. Do you enjoy kind of uh, of of having that uh, pressure? Yeah, pressure or that. What's a better word for it? Responsibility. Responsibility. Yeah, that's a good graduate word um. for it. <laughs> Man, what is that pressure.
1: word? Responsible. No. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was about to say. Well, and it's also interesting that it was like. I guess those yeah pressure and responsibility like can sometimes come together but don't necessarily have to be the same thing
0: yeah shot um, collar you're a shot collar you're the point guard do you enjoy doing that <laughs> Man, shot I don't like that shot collar <laughs> <laughs> thought you were saying shot
3: um i also thought you said shot collar and i was like
1: no there's no. like a <laughs> you're just like a shot collar <laughs> Like just shocking <laughs> Where people. I punish, you just, <laughs> I
3: punish those who shock. don't do my will directly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shock collar. <laughs> like, that's so horrible.
0: Is that a band name? Um, shock collar is a good band name. Shock good. collar, yeah. Uh yeah, do you do of band
3: is shock collar?
0: Uh shot collar. Shock collar is that's a good one. Listen, we're gonna be They're doing like a
3: this. Band. We're
0: gonna be doing this Lost later, P- so yeah, you you do it. I feel like it's like Post a punk? Jesus and or Mary Marion Chain like kinda like a oh, like think- a nineties. Uh, like grungy, but like mostly acoustic guitars. You know, shot collar. You know, oh, where the okay. album art is like it, it's like vignetted, but it's like a fisheye lens of like them just looking up. You know, in a bathroom from a bathroom okay. somewhere. You know, shot interesting. I guess yeah, you should, thank you.
3: Yeah, I yeah. was thinking more like I was thinking like like post punky like. Um little chorus and lots of like joy division atonal late era ceremony that works vibes. too
0: no it's really great <laughs> you know yeah. really
3: over compressed drums yeah. and like it's hard- hardcore adjacent but
0: i'm starting to really like, like this band yeah i want to hear them <laughs> so do you like being also, sho- you some, like, yeah do you like being point guard when you're on the road do you dude, enjoy I like that job
3: shot-color. i <laughs> i i have um Man, I keep giving you just like the most convoluted answers. I
0: We can go convoluted. It's okay. Yeah, convoluted. Well, let's go
3: convoluted. We bought I, our, we bought our life
0: jackets today. Just go let's go to the ocean.
3: <laughs> let's go in the deep end. Um I think that I am grateful on my best days I'm grateful for the opportunity to I don't know, have a vision for like songs or recordings or how a, like an awesome live show and to s- have the resources to like see that come to fruition with a whole bunch of other people that also believe in the, um, that like,
1: yeah, the vision.
3: Fucks with the vision. Yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, but then I also, I find myself sometimes like relegating shot collar responsibilities to other people thinking that I am, um, thinking that I'm doing them a service, but then I'm actually like shirking the responsibility of making decisions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes I think it makes me actually not a good shot collar guy. Yeah. When I, loathe to be that and then try to like artificially or not not artificially because it does end up being I hope a really like democratic and cooperative sphere like our crew is just yeah the good communicators
0: yeah yeah kind have you ever had to have you ever had to call a shot that was unpopular at the time but ended up being for the for the greater good while on tour or maybe just Mm. in your career so far?
3: I'm trying to think of one that I called that was a bad call that ended up being for the greater good. Oh, I got a whole magazine
0: rack of bad calls. So you want to talk about (laughs) just bad calls in general?
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I was like, bad calls. I think it's like, it's been more difficult and like a point of growth when I've made a call that I thought that was like satisfying. Mm. Like I made a call that I thought was for the greater good and then it ended up being not helpful. And I had to, like, it's been a bigger point of growth for me to have to own in humility those bad calls yeah. and mm-hmm. the, like, lack of ability to show up in the way that a shock caller
2: should.
1: So you gave us the opposite my... scenario.
3: I gave you to the opposite scenario. To, but to
1: get to the right scenario. But because of, you learn A lot of and bad calls like,
0: are help, they help us. Yeah. I mean, they help us figure out what the good calls are you know, and yeah. how to, how to and make more you, in, in the I, future. I think it's awesome.
3: It's yeah. yeah, when I say, I should have listened to you, I should have not, or like, I should have not freaked out and micromanaged this, or I should have trusted, I should have gone to somebody who was an expert. I should have trusted your wisdom. I should have not, like, those are things that make me... <laughs> I have, my friend Lucy says this thing where she's like, I love to categorically disqualify myself from things that I'm just not the expert at. And I feel like I do that a lot. I feel like I do a lot of, I'm trying to make the responsibility mutual because I'm afraid of making the bad call. So I'll be like, what do y'all think about this? Uh (laughs) I don't want, I don't want this to have to be my call. I I don't know. What do y'all want to do? Uh, It's like, it's a, it's a macro example of the same dilemma that's like picking the restaurant. I cannot because like if you pick the bad restaurant, it's your fault.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: So I do the annoying thing and then it's like 30 minutes later and all the conflict averse people are like super hungry and frustrated because nobody was like, let's go to this restaurant. I'm just going to make an arbitrary decision and we'll see how it pans out. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, lots of one, sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Philip and I, um, we, we, had, we had lunch. We had tacos today. We did. But I feel like we were on the same page. It, we, we left the office and we're like, we're going to go to Whole Foods and get sandwiches. <laughs> and then, because mm-hmm. they have one called uh, Nichols Hills Hipster. I have that I really like that one it's got like apple and brie cheese on it it's like really good I've never
1: had a sandwich at Whole Foods it's
0: pretty good but then we were driving and we're like let's just go to Kava which is like a hipster it's like a nice Greek what is it called like neo like new it's like alt Greek I would just call it Greek yeah but then and we were just then we drove by but you turned into the wrong parking lot we turned into the wrong parking lot and then there was the taco shop like do you just want tacos and we were like yeah let's just get tacos we just got tacos they're really good So, um, we can totally, That
3: that seems less like, that's just like a fluid friendship. And I also love how down y'all were for what you were just like, oh, I accidentally turned into the wrong place. Let's just do this. Yeah. You guys are ride or die for each other's lunch decisions. <laughs> so oh you're no. just like, yeah, that's great. I, I, I you. threw
0: a huge fit. Well, that's what 50, we, okay. 51, 51 <laughs> years of friendship does, right? 51? 52. 52. 52, yeah. 52. years of friendship yeah. so far. I guess you don't care. So, Well, and I wonder w- at
3: that point, it's like, I was going to say at that point, it's like, the, it's like the bell curve of like stuff mattering. Mm-hmm. I feel like my, my bell curve is so wide now. It's like really li- like having the good coffee, having the not cheap busted toilet paper matters. Yeah. And then there's oh, like man. world hunger and mm-hmm. civil unrest matters. Yeah. And then everything like in the middle of that scale, I <laughs> like all my, um, hierarchy of needs needs are met yeah. and so i just can't there's stuff that i just cannot possibly bring myself to care about because i'm like
0: do you put bread it's just, Do you put bread in the category of things to care about so you got coffee toilet paper because i i put i do coffee toilet paper but also bread like the type of bread that we buy for sure matters or maybe it's contextual <sighs> because
3: it's like yeah if i'm alone if i'm alone at the store i'm going to get myself the kind of bread i well you're talking about bread as like a loaf Like it like an Epicurean way, like you're getting a nice bread, but I just get like the but like just the Aldi bread.
0: Aldi bread, dude, that's great. I love that. (laughs) I love that.
3: (laughs) I'm just, I'm like, I'm not getting like when I say coffee, I guess because I have like a um like the hot sauce conversation. Yeah. I have a an interest in the like microculture of Mm -hmm. coffee, so I get myself the nice coffee. But bread, I don't care. I'm a heathen, and I just make. I'm just out here like making turkey sandwiches and food as fuel moving on with my day. (laughs) Oh
0: my (laughs) God. Hey, speaking of, uh, speaking of coffee, um, take us through your daily routine. Do you have like a daily routine or do you wake up and every day is different? It's like, no, I have a very specific order of things that happen every morning.
3: I wake up, I make one cup of coffee that I sit on the couch and drink and read and then I take care of all the phone calls I have to take care of that day, like just knock them out,
2: mm-hmm. all my
3: interacting or like Zooming and stuff. <laughs> and I spend the last half of the day like working on stuff like in uh, the downstairs area slash laundry room
0: uh-huh.
3: slash my recording desk.
0: Yes. And then I make dinner. Does the admin of what you do, does that fill you up? Do you enjoy hustling and, and knocking off those tasks or does it feel like a chore?
3: I feel like with, yeah, it's, I mean, yes for the things that fulfill me and no for the things that don't. And I feel like I could, and then I end up maybe it's like sometimes neglecting the things that don't, the l- like little practical admin type things that aren't doing a fun, like giveaway or Uh like doing some collaboration with my friends. Uh Um, The things that like absolutely must get done. I will sometimes procrastinate or like anxiety, ignore communication. And I could, it's again, like I could relegate those tasks to someone else, but I won't. (laughs) And so I think that, but it's like that puts an artificial limit on, Uh I think, like, for instance, I don't know. I could relegate several tasks to others if I wanted to be, like, more aggressive with chasing, like, different, st- like, I don't know, publicity or, like, writing mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think the fact that I have a certain amount of anxiety around like interacting keeps an artificial, like uh limit on how much work I take on, which I think is nice Yeah. because I think I'm like, I mean, you know, I'm in a position where I'm like stable enough to pursue my own like creative endeavors Uh and take care of my family and my immediate, like, responsibilities and that's enough for me you know what I mean uh the artificial limits imposed are like the limit to the amount of my life that I want to be the labor part of my job and the like insurance and protection for the part of my life that I want to be the joy part of my life you know does that did any of that make sense
1: I'm I'm just thinking about this on how you answer these questions, but were you either, you, you were either a four or a nine on the Enneagram. You're four. I'm a four. <laughs> That's right. I
3: wish I were a nine. Nines are cool. Cause
0: you surround they yourself by sevens. East. Nines run the world. I remember this. Do you like, nines run the world? I think so. I think, I think the most of, I think nines are the most effective people because they're the best at seeing both sides. Now, That does become a crutch uh, or or maybe a speed bump sometimes in decision making and prioritization, but I think seeing both sides of something is more valuable than maybe making it a fast decision. And -hmm. some people would listen to this and argue saying, I think a slow decision is more dangerous than a fast decision. And I would probably push back because I am the fast decision guy. Um, where I make decisions before I think, and then um, I look back and wish I would have sat and thought for a little bit.
3: Oh, I wonder. I wonder if it's grass is greener because I always I'm like a like a deliberator, and sometimes I feel like deliberating pulls me in too close yeah. to something that I could have answered. Like I don't trust my intuition, and I don't think that it's healthy not to trust your intuition. I yeah. think I spend a lot of time in my head and then like the ether of subjectivity and trying to look at a like a thing from all sides of the prism Mm -hmm. and then sometimes that ends up being like you said like it's a speed bump
0: yeah do you feel like you're you feel like you're a productive feeler but like an unproductive thinker is that what you'd say
3: whoa huh actually that's good I don't know if I, I think I'm a productive, what do you mean by productive?
0: Well, cause feelings, you know, feelings are an intelligence center. And I feel we kind of live in a society that like poo-poos on feelings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because most of the people with microphones are, don't have a lot of feelings. Right. I'm just kidding. I shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> but uh, as I have a microphone, but I do struggle. I, I personally struggle with feelings, you know, like I feel very last, you know, but, but also recognizing that and saying like, feelings are an intelligence center um, and, and they can inform us about things that are going on in the world around us and right across the table from us. And so I feel like fours, you know, or uh, romantics are mm-hmm. productive feelers because um, they're able to um, navigate that space really well. And I feel like what you do. Um, is you turn those straight into a lot of the time into great songs and great albums? Would you say that? And it probably shows up in a lot of other productive areas in your life too. Being a, a productive oh, man. feeler.
3: Okay. Yeah, I wonder now. I'm now I'm starting to like understand what you mean by the difference between a productive feeler and a productive thinker. Yeah, like it's it's I.
0: Did I fix am, it? Is my hair? Like, weird. Got it. Okay. Cool. My hair <laughs> is weird. You got it. Okay
3: like i i think i'm really whether i want to be or not like very in touch with my inner world and i like i look for understand like i look to understand other people's inner worlds and i almost need that for clo- like i need that for closeness to like have yeah. any level of intimacy for like friendship or otherwise yeah with a person but then i i I like prioritize my what's going on in my inner world, my feelings uh-huh. above my like trusting my thoughts, my instincts. I guess. Mm.
0: I wish uh, and say I listen to that, and I like I covet I covet that. I wish I was, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was, I wish I could do that. Uh. Um, you know because I, I like i i'm the same way but like with doing like just doing stuff i'm just always like i just very in touch with all the stuff i need to do and i just bah just like do stuff and then but like okay. feelings are down in there and it, just because okay. i don't have easy access to my feelings doesn't mean i don't have them and it's like you know you're I'm just like, not
3: aware of them
0: right Right. So everybody, right. Or
3: like you're not intentionally shining a light on and like pulling them out all the time. Yeah, see, I feel like I'm always doing that and it'll it'll prevent me from do from like getting up and doing the thing I need to do because I every single time yeah. prioritize like sifting through all of the complex emotions.
0: Yeah. So do you feel I don't like- need to... Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like, um, doing things and acting on things is a byproduct of you feeling that you want to do them?
3: I have to, dude. Yeah. Me feeling that I want to do them, feeling that I should do them okay. Yeah. that I must do them.
0: Like it's the right um, thing to do or.
3: Yeah. Because also it's like, so, I don't know. I feel like fours are, here I go, let's just go. I feel like fours are wrapped up a lot in identity and self-conception. And so it's like my, I think a lot about whether the things I do are like true to my like essential self or my values or the person that I want to be, which most of the time is good,
0: but then. you don't have any like weird uh, ulterior motives ever?
2: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: no i try do you never like that that's the type of stuff that paralyzes me though Is that i like yeah is that i'm like in trying to be eternally self-aware i like wonder sometimes if i can even make a decision that is like genuinely intended for the best or like the kindest or the most um gentle or like Mutually beneficial way to work something out because I'm like, am I like, am I doing this for my feelings? Uh-huh, like to yeah. justify it to my feelings? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sorry. I feel like.
0: <laughs> no, this <laughs> is <good. laughs> great. Yeah, so, do is- <laughs> you feel like um, so it's you have a high you have a high uh, value for authenticity? Yes. So, and how it's does, hard
3: for
1: you to say that to how even, does, like
0: how does how does the high value for authenticity show itself in your work and in your life?
3: I feel like i'm I'm gonna use an example I'm self-conscious about, but like, I on tour the politics of like loading the car or like loading the van. Uh-huh. Like I feel like, um there's a part of me that Values like a uh, equity of will it, like labor within mm-hmm. a touring crew, and um, so I want to be a part of the like loading in and loading out,
0: yeah,
3: and uh, packing the trailer type of situation. But there have been moments where I've been able to recognize because of the times when I'm like asked to do something else and I'm not present for every single part of the pre-production on loading the trailer. It's like my presence being there is more something performative for me to be like standing in solidarity, like whatever, solidarity, be like standing in this, taking up the same physical position as the people that work with me as like performance of implicit support, Yeah, it's more for me to, val- to just be like, I am authentic to the type of guy who does not relegate this task to another person yeah. as if it is not my job. Yeah. And then I'm in the way, like actively making it harder <laughs>
0: yeah. for the
2: people <laughs> around me. Like,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, totally. So then, I totally get it.
3: And so then it becomes this other thing where I'm like, oh man, is this actually... Not materially beneficial, and it's like asking people to tolerate my compulsive need to be a mm-hmm. part of something. Um, yeah. yeah. So does, it, that, does that make any sense? That's yeah, like a metaphor no, but of when it, when, sometimes when in reality, the desire.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. The yeah. desire. Go finish.
3: The desire to be like authentic or like true to your essential self your set of values that is like i prioritize like i recognize the value of the labor that others are doing for me and for my (laughs) like my enterprise and my name being on the bill and i want to like return that with material aid um like sometimes that in execution it's not doing as much as you think it's doing and that's like a weird thing to have to level
2: with totally
0: be
3: humble about and see like where you're actually needed and knowing your role Mm -hmm. and like how you best work within the cog of the what you're all trying to achieve I don't know
0: yeah because in reality the most powerful and most beneficial thing that you could possibly do on tour is provide uh, a euphoric 90 to 120 minutes of of music for people when they show up true so really, on tour, your main responsibility is to make sure that you are in shape to do that. And if you spend two hours loading and loading out, you're going to be dead when you hit the stage, you know. So, which and that's in reality, that's the thing that brings everybody there, and and it's the it's the ninety minutes to 120 minutes that is providing provision for the whole crew to be there in the first place, you know. So, sure, yeah. so I would say. I would say, "Hey, you should pack up your guitar sometimes and load the trailer, but sometimes you really need to get some sleep." so
3: Well, yeah, and well, and it's like beyond beyond that, like beyond a detriment that it makes to like the the point or like the, the yeah, reason yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. why we are even out there on tour the performance, which is like the, the ultimate goal. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: it's like actually not relieving any of the labor of the people. It's actually like
0: creating more mm-hmm. right. labor for them to be like, good going. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's like so, uh, it's it's you, not- see this <laughs> <Yeah>. See me? <laughs> it's like um so like a few years ago and then I realized I, sh- I I should stop doing this. Like we had like a really busy day at work and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna like hop on the line here and I'm gonna help I'm gonna help package some pedals and boxes. I'm gonna help mm-hmm. I'm gonna help people out here. And I don't I don't do that every day so I kind of found myself in the middle of this line actually making things a lot worse and actually frustrating the people that, that work here um, because, because I wanted to see I'm like I'm doing this and then I was actually like dude you actually don't have to because you're making it really slow and I'm going to have to stay here longer today because you're here you know so why don't you just pack up and go and do all the computer stuff you do and, you know, get out of here, podcast, yeah I whatever. know
2: And you're
3: like, it is humbling in a way to, to try to, to like, you yourself have to be responsible for validating that the work, the computer stuff that you do is, (laughs) is, is, is contributing something. It's Uh, hard. It's, you know, me being like, I can't believe I'm sitting at this coffee shop with a person asking me questions about myself to print in a paper right and there's like people moving heavy objects yeah. it's complicated but <laughs> i definitely know what you mean about like slowing down the line totally like uh, guy who ma- manager who owns a restaurant and like never comes in comes in when i'm like a 16 year old working in a pizza parlor and like absolutely screws up everything and doesn't know any of the like food and health and safety protocol and you right. have to
0: start over like a million orders. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a real <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah, that really
3: happened.
0: Um, no, no. That, that was Jeff. Freaking Jeff. Uh dude, <laughs> Jeff drives me nuts. He, he just kinda comes in. <laughs> he's like, Hey guys. <laughs> I know how to make pizzas. Not helpful, Jeff. Hey, when you so when Not you're helpful. on when you're on tour and you are that, that hour and a half to two hours when you're when you're playing songs, um uh what i What I like about your music why, why i 'm drawn to to your music specifically is um it's very heart forward music, and I like some fun music like we're on the beach we're having fun like that's fine sometimes
1: like your love for imagine dragons yeah. it makes so much
0: sense <laughs> biggest drums in the world um, what, I, what i like is is it is really heart forward music and 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 you do go you do a i think it is productive feeling music. Um, where it is able to, it's kind of like having a a roadmap through the heart a little bit, listening to some Julian Baker songs, Um, which it it helps, it helps me who's not good at feelings. um, It helps me kind of manage feelings. So like, I will listen to like Julian Baker while I'm mowing. Well, most of the people when they're mowing, they're listening to like ACDC and like pump up music. It's like, while I'm listening to like feelings.
1: Bringing back uh, a sad mo.
0: Sad mo. Yeah. I get sad mo. (laughs) Um, But on the other side of that, um, is it taxing to, to sing, um, like emotionally packed music night to night? Like when you're, when you're done at the night over, when you're done after the evening singing, (laughs)
1: when you're, when you're done performing, I need
0: another cup of coffee. (laughs) Yeah. When you're done, when you're done with the set, do you find yourself, um, filled or do you find yourself depleted or where are you on that roadmap?
3: Oh, man, it, de- it depends tour yeah. to tour, like where I am in emotional and mental health wise at that time of the year or like what's going on in my personal life, whether I'm able to be really present and feel really fed or whether it feels bad. And I think I've had to learn that like my objective gratitude and the things that I hold true outside of my feelings uh, about like an individual set or an individual night can be real and true. And I can think like, wow, I'm so gratified by and like amazed and overwhelmed and lucky that I am in this position and that I get to share a stage with some of my oldest friends and my favorite ever musicians. And I get to have a, what I hope is like a real exchange of emotion with this audience and do something that when I was a kid going to shows and still, when I go and see live sets in Nashville or like wherever that like really touches me in in a valuable way and heals me. Um, I believe that objectively, like all the time as just like a belief I hold, but then sometimes, um, yeah, it goes back and forth. Whether I feel like it's like this reciprocal fulfillment, I guess, from the shows and whether I get off stage and I feel like amped and really Mm -hmm. excited or whether I feel self-conscious and like, exhausted of scrutiny um it's some you know but it's just like something i have to manage with being aware of like where my self-esteem is at like how hard i'm Mm -hmm. being on myself about the musical performance and like did i hitting all the right notes and then also just about like my where i'm at with my selfhood in general Mm -hmm. um yeah i think sometimes i it's exhausting when I feel shy. Like I feel really shy sometimes and mm-hmm. that's when it feels the most exhausting to perform because I don't want to be like perceived. But then I also don't think it's like, I don't have a, I like a malice or a resentment towards the people i'm performing towards and i don't think that's a really attractive way for a mu- musician to be i mean like maybe totally valid in
0: yeah. certain
3: settings and i can understand when people are um because people are reactionary and angry and oppositional to crowds uh-huh. at like arena levels and also Mm -hmm. at like dive bar levels it just doesn't i think it's like a personality trait or something (sighs) contingent upon your experience Uh it doesn't really have to do and i it's like maybe valid sometimes given a person's personal history or like the lot that they've been dealt with performance but i for myself i never like external i don't feel that sort of resentment i just feel like In like it's inward turned, and then I feel shy.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. Um. But that's not very. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes that happens. I think that's normal.
0: It would be weird if
3: that didn't happen.
0: Do this. Do this for me. (laughs) Uh, describe like your ideal audience at a venue, and then describe your your least favorite audience at a venue.
3: Oh man.
0: So ideal and then least favorite. And this will help people know how to come to your concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I'm at these shows, (laughs) you know, and, and I've been to shows where people are completely locked in and quiet and attentive and that can be great for the artist but it can also be like nerve-wracking like i could see some people being like hey why don't you all just have some beers and just chill <laughs> quit watching me yeah you know <laughs> but at the same time there's a venue here in oklahoma city and there's a huge bar at the back and i mean if you're kind of if you can't get close enough like you are at like a high school reunion back there it is loud and it is rowdy mm-hmm. and and, and but forward you know if you move up a little bit it gets a little more focused on the artist but from the stage I mean you can see the whole bar and everybody rodeoing and, and all that kind of stuff and the mm-hmm. rodeoing is that a thing can I say that <laughs> you know um so like descri- literally
3: well I don't know because you're talking about Oklahoma City yeah, mean, like there's, like a, me- there's, there's a mechanical bull yeah no like,
0: <laughs> <I> <laughs> I was like are you talking no yeah there's a venue called Cowboys that does have a mechanical bull uh, but that's this, not what we're it's talking about. It's not the one we're talking okay.
3: about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because there's like there's a place here that's like newer that's called um, Brooklyn Bowl, and there's like bowling happening. Like I went to see Alex G there, and there's like audible pins falling down during a quiet <sighs> oh, section of the. I'm like, who who did this? <laughs> like I understand that Some people like There's like Ben and Jerry's t- and like. uh, whatever like theme restaurants where people go to be entertained and there's like bowling and drinking and
0: yeah, they need
3: or whatever. They need but rubber I'm like, pins. Yeah. I'm like, okay. why rubber I'm gonna, pins? I'm yeah, going to fix it for
1: them right no, here on pins. the show. I, I didn't know what you were <laughs> talking about. They need just while the bands are playing. It's like, yo, we have the pins while the bands play. That's like, Okay. These are our rubber these ones, are, that, and they're not as loud. Soft so. pins. Yeah, Rub- just pitch that to them. Yeah,
0: like rubber, rubber bowling balls. Rubber bowling rubber, balls. Yeah. Rubber bully baby Business but idea. But I'm also like. Sil- go ahead. Silent bowl.
1: Like, how is this not that, a thing? Yeah. Silent bowling. So that you can it's always like, bowl when there's a band playing on stage. Oh my gosh.
3: I'm like, although I'm always like interested when Good people are like, Let's build a music venue where you can also be doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: like watching a dude, band no. is not enough. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm like, dog. Th- these artists make their whole living coming and putting on a show for yeah. people to point their face at them, and also like, I don't know. There's.
0: Do you think it's a byproduct? Like of, this is. Yeah. Do you think it's a byproduct of us not valuing like? Uh, the master, like the, the MP3, like the actual music file, because we've lost respect for the, the music file, right? We've lost respect for, for the song because we started stealing it on Napster and then now we're streaming it and now it's, it's, it's go
3: full conspiracy and so it's Let's flipped it. <laughs> a little
0: bit where well, we are subscribing we're paying for Spotify now but artists like yourself are having to tour more they're putting more emphasis on merchandise they're doing 360 deals to try to recoup lost revenue instead of depending so much on album sales because we've lost respect mm. for our access to music do you think that that's finding its paying- way into the venues now?
3: <laughs> ah. That's an interesting read. Well, because
0: what, you said something really good. Like, why do you need something else to do when you're at a concert? Because we're like, in TikTok you went, did culture. You buy,
3: did you buy tickets for the concert? Like, I th- Because sometimes I feel like, I think this came a- as a result from you being like, what's the ideal audience and what's not the ideal audience? Because sometimes I feel like this at music festivals. Like, I feel really, I feel like I have licensed... And I, this has maybe always been a thing since I've been going to see live music and playing live music. But I feel like festival sets are always weird. Like yeah. you put your weird set in the festival set, because at least for me, I'm like, I want to play all the songs that make me and the band yeah. most stoked to play so that we're having a good time. And, and why that? I'm aware that
0: Why that at festivals? Especially,
3: especially, well because I feel like, especially at festivals, I, sometimes they end up being better sets because I know that not everybody walked through the door for like a headlining show that's like my name on the poster that I am at the end of the evening that Uh they have come and sat in a seat specifically on this day pointed at me because I am going to give them something. It's like, I am... I have been sprinkled in to like an incentive smoothie of a festival lineup with many, many ingredients. Uh And I'm not like the focal point of the entire situation for them. Like people will go to festivals and like, you know, they're drinking one of those crazy seems like they should be illegal, uh, Oh, the like big, 70 ounce beers the big long,
0: oh, yeah i was thinking like the <laughs> yeah. big the big long uh like slushies that are like they're like a oh yard god, like they? a yard long i'm like your body's not even that big those Where are people's
3: lives. ruining <laughs> people's lives they're and i'm i i would I, you know i'm like and there but for the grace of god go i and have gone i Because I'm like, that's too much to sell to an individual. (laughs) but (laughs) So you're like, but like, I am one factor in the whole, like, gestalt of their experience. They're outside. They're with a group of people. They're eating cheese fries. They're drinking a lethal amount of alcohol. They're like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, if I'm not the sole focus, and so I feel more at liberty to like, gratify myself with Uh the show i'm not it's not like i'm not prioritizing the audience because it's like it's my job to prioritize the audience i want them to have a good time i'm intensely aware of like the position of my fingers on the fretboard and the tone of my voice because i'm giving you the best that i can trying to be the best at my job but at a festival i feel like it's easier to meet people where they are and shrink your ego a little bit because you know that you're not you're one of like Ten artists, a person's going to see that day. Pressure's and it's off okay. a little
0: bit. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, a little a bit. Lot of pressure's le- off. I, yeah. I, I felt like that when um, I saw Dawes open for uh, Head in the Heart, and everybody's there. Like I'm there. Like if you're in Head and the Heart and you're listening, I want you to know that I love you. Um, but I went there. I went there to see Dawes. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I felt like it was exactly what you're saying. It was like pressure's off. Because they turned into psychedelic jam band. I mean, they went on a musical. Dude. They just went on a musical odyssey. And they probably played like six songs in an hour. And that was it. <laughs> I, <laughs> love that. it I love awesome.
3: that. I love that. That's awesome.
0: I was just like.
3: For them. Okay. Like, that was probably a really fun show to watch of Dawes. Because you were like, you just signed up for whatever they were on.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: You know what I mean? Like, you watched them do whatever they wanted to do. And not have like a really structured, stilted headlining set. I kind of felt that way on the um, the the very last tour I did at the end of this album cycle, the Wild Hearts tour I was on with Sharon and Angel,
2: because mm-hmm.
3: they traded off headlining every night, and I went right after Quinn, and it was like the per- it was like a tight forty-five, and we just played all like all the songs that we rearranged to have like fun little. Mm-hmm solos and like stupid ignorant drum fills and like an unnecessary there's like a song that like on the recording isn't like this but has like an unnecessary blues fuzz guitar solo like you know it was (laughs) Uh just it's like and then it's fun because you know that the people that came to see your music are stoked to see you having fun rearranging the songs and i don't feel like i'm gonna ruin someone's night if i deliver like a mediocre show Mm -hmm. which i don't i mean there's not a lot of days that i'm like phoning it in unless there's like a personal tragedy and i have to like just do my job it's like you know i love what i do and when i get on stage with my friends and like there's people clapping i'm like heck yeah let's yeah like do You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it is even easier to, to not be so like, um, stiff when you're like first of three.
0: Do you, when you're choosing who to take on tour, do you value, do you value like relationships or like work ethic or technical proficiency or creativity? Do you have like a like a here's the Julian Baker band core values chart? Here's the band. Here's what I really care about (laughs) when I'm picking. Um, Or how do you how do you select that?
3: The number one most important thing is a tie between. No, I can't because I've I've said this a million times. Like I would so much rather be in a band with, be in a recording situation with, be in a touring ensemble with a person who is a great hang and a good player than a great player and a not so good hang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't need you to be a virtuoso for me to want to make music with you. I need you to be um, like prioritize goals of the team and like like this is true in jamming too like when you're Mm -hmm. in high school and you're like trying to jam with people at their houses to like see if you want to make a band you don't want to make a band with guy who's like but most importantly my guitar solo like that guy might be the best guitarist in the world (laughs) but it's like nah you don't have any musical chemistry um although i will say like it's interesting because the like the current lineup that we're playing with i feel like they all also in technical skill outperform me especially like our key, uh keyboard player noah yeah is too he's like went to a music magnet school and majored in piano and like is doing like arpeggiated 64th notes and what? like like I, I don't he's just like and he's so, I introduce him sometimes as like our piano savant <laughs> because he is. Yeah. He's so good at piano. Like during sound check, he's. And it's wild because during the set, he has a bunch of um, really like highly dialed in patches and plays like either exactly what's on the record or something that's like fun and tasteful. And then during sound check, he's just like Brahms. And I'm like, man, why are you in this band? (laughs) Like, Why did you say yes to this gig? You got to be doing like concert piano. Uh,
0: What else do you do when you're not on tour? Like, oh, 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 excuse me. What else do you do when you're on tour? Like, how do you stay sane? You know, do you like exercise? Running. Yeah. I go running. Are you on Strava?
3: Dude, everybody asked me if I'm on Strava. So when I first started running, I had like Matt My Run, the like Under Armour brand one. Yeah. And then Under I, armor. not be, not, <laughs> not like for any fault of the app or whatever, I just like took it off my phone so that I wasn't constantly, so that I, I don't know, I have a tendency to get really obsessed with about things and, like, turn them into a compulsion when they don't need to be, and they can just be a fun, fulfilling activity. Yeah, you sound so very I,
0: normal, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, mean like, Cole, I'm the, wait, same yeah, the same way. Here's asking you about yeah, Strava. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Are you on was, Strava? with your handle? It's a very
0: normal thing. Yeah,
2: I know. Well, and I
3: was like, I don't want... I didn't want to have, like, one... Although I do sometimes kind of miss it because there was a thing I would do with Matt Myron where I, every time I would go on a trail run somewhere, di- somewhere different, like a different city in the U.S., I would take like a pretty picture of that trail or like leaves or whatever. And then I would put it up so that just my running buddies could be like, oh, sick. JB is running in like Canyon National Park or yeah, like wherever cool. and be like, that's so awesome. Yeah. But then when I'm home, it's just like the same picture of my driveway.
0: Same every all rounds. Same all rounds. no, have... I stopped. Oh, go
3: ahead. No, I just I don't keep track of. I just keep track of like how long I run instead of how
0: far I run. How now. long do you run?
3: Uh, between one and two hours. Huh.
0: And there's like a there's day? So,
3: like there. No, what? not every day. On like long run days. How far but do you go? Like how a, far do
0: you go between? How far are you going between? At one least two one mile. Uh,
3: at least one mile. <laughs> um, there's like an eight. Point five mile loop at a state park by my house that I like to do. Wow, Will once you? a week or once every two weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah. but
3: like I want. Wait, I I feel the need to say this every time I talk about running on a podcast. I I walk.
2: I yeah, just like sometimes walk. Some, yeah, because yeah, no, okay. I'm just like
3: out there. Well, yeah, I know, but it's like I'm not out here trading for the Ironman. I don't need this to be like a competitive thing because there's literally not a single soul out here by myself. I came out here. And, <sighs> to like enjoy solitude and do something that makes my body feel good. Yeah. So like if I get tired or I want to like write something down in my notes app or like look for a different album, I'm just like walking for like five <laughs> minutes and then I just, yeah. you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: I, I said that to somebody on a running podcast and they were like, Oh,
1: oh you I always
3: feel like that's like cheating. Like that's not the point of <laughs> competitive running. I was like, yeah, if I were in a 5k, maybe I wouldn't walk because there's like hundreds of people around me, but I'm just out here, dog.
0: Yeah. Like, do you feel like uh, do you feel like long exercise like that um, uh, is it is is a reaction to um, maybe being hyperproductive, like lots of doing and you need to go run, or does the run set you up for productivity? Does that make sense? Is it in response oh, Is it in response to or is it in the forefront of
3: It is like to make space and clear. It's like to get my mind in a good place to where I can be productive. If I, like, I'll go on a run and I'll be like, I'm going to think all of my thoughts and I'm going to, like, non-judgmentally observe my worries about that thing I forgot to do and my anxieties about such and such embarrassing thing I said to such and such person and I'm just going to, like, let those emotions pass. And listen to a record in full a couple times, and then go do my Pro Tools like schmutzing
1: wizardry and,
3: and answer my emails, so that I can like be fully in that, and also have time to like monitor what's going on. Yeah, in here. But like, I'm saying all this stuff like I'm like a Zen yogi, but these are things that I have <laughs> that ideally I should do every day that I make oh. time to do, like four times a week and I have like good days and then I get like over committed with yeah, work and totally. get really neurotic. And then I'm like, Oh, I need to go and check myself and try to do some of these good practices again.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hey, what's your favorite? Gosh, what's the best Christmas
3: movie? <laughs> Love actually. That is the best. That,
0: that is, that is, that is a, a really great good Christmas one. It's a
1: really great. Movie. I looked up Christmas movies the other day and that wouldn't even, I didn't even see that one. Love Actually is like it's that's like, like a Christmas that's like top twenty. I know It is Yeah, movie. It's but great. it's not
3: like a Christmas the way that like a Wonderful Life or like yeah. a Christmas Story is or like Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about Christmas, but it happens around Christmas. Maybe it is sort of about Christmas. Yeah.
0: Hey, last time we hung out, you uh, I I, could, I have two more questions. Um, last time we hung out, you talked to me about Great Grandpa. Um, yes. And so I just want you to know that three of their songs were on my Spotify Wrapped top ten this year because I got I just got obsessed um, for a long time. So Colt doesn't get obsessed with bands. I feel like too. So
2: that's an obsession. Would you say
1: do. that you do? I like don't hear the same band playing in your office all the time. But I heard Great Grandpa. I get, all I the get time.
0: fixated on on bands very very seldomly. But right. when I do, I like mm. I go all in. I'm yeah. just like I am in this band. You know, here's <laughs> like, what I'd be like, doing I, right here. I will be in this band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when, but I will play guitar with them someday. <laughs> um, uh, what are some other bands we need to be listening to?
3: Uh, <laughs> Why did you ask me this?
0: Just go to your Spotify uh, Raps. Uh, I'm going to quick. my
3: Spotify wrapped. Um I, I was in. I was. Oh man. Okay, I, one of my friends sent me, this is a left field one, but I, one of my friends sent me the Callous Dao Boys. (laughs) Shut up. Is
1: real? That's an incredible name. The
3: Callous Dao
1: Boys. Man, they already took the salad Dallas. That's too close.
3: I didn't realize until I said it out loud. I was just like, oh yeah, the emotionally gruff boys who practice Daoism. But when I said it out loud to you, I realized it's like the Dallas Cowboys, but they made it to be like the actual words that work. So I didn't notice it immediately because I've (laughs) just been listening to them. Um, (laughs) One of my friends to me, that band, uh, they, them and oh my gosh, wait, no, there's an OKC band that I uh, have been listening to, Chat Pile. They put out a record that I enjoy. They're like a heavier band. Um, I've, I've
1: heard it. Ch- I didn't know they're from here. We, we what? I thought that, that they were. I don't.
0: We spell that.
3: Chapo? Uh Chat, like in the chat. And then pile, like what's on my floor of clothes.
2: So um,
0: chat pile. pile.
2: Yeah, like a chat pile. They're from Piles.
0: Oklahoma City. Wow. Well, we got to check that yeah. out. you Um see a
2: picture they're of They're very cool.
0: See them on they're the...
3: like heavy um remind like oh. very interesting captivative vocal style and then like industrial drums it's wild it's very yeah. engaging will to you me.
0: will you break down industrial drums for us what do you mean by that
3: industrial drums like the snare like there are some songs where the snare sounds like really over compressed and gated like mm-hmm. yeah, almost okay. like with with teeth old nine inch nails drums yes but mm, then gotcha. like pristinely mic th- yeah. like the whole I, i've uh there's something i really like in a lot of the music that i'm hearing or that i'm into recently which is like really disparate recording styles for the instruments like everything doesn't sound like it's recorded in one place mm, you yeah. know what i mean it'll be like instead of applying a universal coherent re- like recording environment scheme like uh-huh. everything like the drum sound huge and the guitar sound huge it's like guitars sound huge and it's tiny drums yeah. or guitars sound tiny and there's arena drums mm-hmm. or there's like a really close piano and then the vocals are like sent out into space mm-hmm. I think stuff like that is really
2: neat
0: that It gets um, to like a really weird space because some people can unintentionally do that and then it sounds really sloppy. And then some people can... Mm. And then some people can do... It's like, you didn't care. Like your engineer just didn't care. Um, mm-hmm. But then at the same time, some people can do that and it, it feel really intentional and, and add to the dynamic of the record. Isn't that weird?
3: Definitely. I also think it's like it serves different it has to stylistically serve the kind of music you're making, you know, mm-hmm. like
2: yeah.
3: I, I, if you're like just a four piece straight down the middle, really tight players, like twinkle daddy and rock band uh-huh. that needs everything to sound like scratch tracks. And then it's like a live room session. Yeah. and Everything is layered on top and you have other production elements. <clears throat> oh, what? Wow. This is me. I can't speak uh, definitively on,
0: no, I, I get Anything. it. That
3: sounds good for your band.
0: Yeah, but. totally. Uh, it's like that. There's like a band memes, uh, that guy's account. Um, and he, it's like one, he has like, there's a picture of this girl crying. It's like, no, it's the wrong lo-fi. It's the wrong kind of lo-fi. You know? <laughs> like when she got the mixes back.
3: <laughs> yes. So. No, exactly. I had a friend that was <laughs> uh, told me one time he's like yeah you know like i want it to sound like it was recorded badly but i don't want it to sound like it was recorded badly (laughs) i was like yeah yeah." i know i know
0: exactly what you're talking about i get it Uh i get it Uh, (laughs) okay so last thing when when can people see you on tour and after people listen to this where do you want to send them to go consume your content oh no yeah send them like and subscribe Oh, no no, I'm so just... it's truck month at Julian Baker's
3: <laughs> you can consume my content at Spotify if you want to
0: okay. when you head out on tour to next
3: um, I not for a while it's gonna be like next year
0: awesome well hey thanks for joining us on the, the, the what is this the podcast today yeah. and, uh, it was for your my time. pleasure it yeah. was so
3: much fun yeah, yeah, yeah. so if, yeah. if you're
0: listening go ahead google Julian Baker and click on those links that pop up in the browser and buy a bunch of stuff so yeah. Hey, thanks. We'll see you on tour uh, and we'll see you here awesome. in Oklahoma City for the pedal play that we're yeah. all going to do together. Yeah. I'll,
3: I'll slide Next into y'all's emails and say what's up. Just hit me up anytime. Cool. Sweet. I'll all see right. y'all
0: soon. See ya. Bye. Right. Stay on.
3: Bye.